Welcome to another episode of Comedy Way and Presents with me, your host Valerie, and sometime kitty co-hosts Miss Purrington and Mookie. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, our festivals page listing upcoming festivals from across the country and the world, and our 2023 FPIA contest page. We're best known for our events page for live comedy shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW, where 100% of the entries you see come from comics and producers. If you want your show featured on the calendar, click the Submit a Show button from the top of the homepage or events page to complete the short survey. It's free and easy. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo to our Instagram followers. Want to support these resources we provide? Well, you can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Click the Support CW icon on our homepage to see the ways that you can help us. Now back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider... Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, I'm talking to somebody who's a member of Juice Bar, a monthly Austin-based sketch show, the co-host of Ketchup and Spice, a podcast between two friends living in different states, host of Naked Brunch, the podcast and YouTube series, and the only non-food-related credit that I'll be reading, she was in the 2023 ATX Sketch Fest. And now Comedy Wham presents our guest, Sid Gohn. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay, that wasn't that wasn't as bad as I was no. thinking it was going to be. It was very straight. I like that. It was a perfect intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, Sid. You, you were terrified that I was going to be reading, like, I, I don't know, what did you think I was going to... No, you know what? I don't know. I guess I just don't like hearing people talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it. <laughs> I'm just like, Ooh, like, like, don't, uh, rec- don't recognize me as a being, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. you do know that you're in like performance, no, right? No, it's true. Uh, it, it's a conundrum. And I don't know <laughs> what to say. <laughs> Well, uh, I really love your laugh. Oh, thank you. I, I, I watched Naked Brunch, and that was one of the funniest parts of watching Naked Brunch, which, you know, people that are listening to this who don't know or haven't watched Naked Brunch, they're like, what the hell? Yeah. Is that on a porno show or what? And it's not. It's not. It's but we're going to get not. into Naked Brunch and, you know, just how naked do people get? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but first, we're going to start with my official icebreaker question. Love it. Which is mm-hmm. one word to describe your past. My past? Oh, regret. What? So my, I'll just <laughs> regret. Okay. I well. regret everything. I've never made the right choice ever in my life. Um, uh, except, well, actually, except uh, falling in love with my partner. But that was not a choice. I almost feel like that was unavoidable. And sometimes I'm not even sure that was the right thing to do. <laughs> I'm always, I always like joke to him that I'm just like, oh, if I didn't fall in love with you, like maybe I would be somewhere else in my, in my career, in my life. But no. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm full of regret about my past. I think oh my like, gosh. yeah. Uh, but I, I, it's not good. It's not good to feel that way. And I think no. it keeps me stuck in the past. So I'm trying to like not feel that way. So maybe, I, I, maybe I should throw a hopeful term out there huh. as to manifest this, uh, new yeah. turning a new leaf maybe um my past is chaotic that's not better uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> that's not better we'll come back to that <laughs> right, where did you grow up so i'm born and raised in hawaii um i grew up on the west side of oahu in a little town called kapolei um and then we moved to honolulu when i was in high school okay um yeah was was that a was that a, a big change? Because you think, you know, most people, most stateside people think, oh, Hawaii, it's all beautiful. It's all the same. It's homogenous. So yeah. was it a big deal for you making that move, in, to, especially in high school? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, not really just because like I had, I went to high school like in Honolulu. So we were always there. Mm. Or sorry, not just high school. I went to school okay. in Honolulu. So we were always in town. Uh, 
So it wasn't like a huge transition, okay. to be honest. Um, it was like better too, because it was just such a, it was like a far drive for us. It'd be like an hour drive to school Ooh. every morning. So like, I don't know. I remember getting up at like 5 a.m. and leaving at like, you know, 5.45 just to get, just to like beat some of the extreme traffic. And then just waiting at like, um, my dad would take us to this uh, diner called Zippy's. It's like very, it's a very popular diner in Hawaii. And we would just like eat breakfast or like, sleep at zippies <laughs> until school started at eight because <laughs> we get there oh. like early yeah yeah, yeah. Oof, that's a tough life <laughs> it was rough yeah especially <laughs> as a kid I mean you need your sleep and... yeah yeah I think that like I have a terrible sleep habits now because of that well I like to blame my parents for everything so <laughs> <laughs> amen time and therapy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that where you're early bird I didn't say it but uh, for the record you have broken all records <laughs> I'm almost, you are probably episode like 298 or something. Ooh. And in all of my interviews, nobody has ever asked for a 9 a.m. interview <laughs> spot. I know. I was like, is that aggressive <laughs> and rude? <laughs> but I, okay, I will caveat, like I, I, I'm going to, I'm trying to shoot this little project later and I constantly do this where I like double book myself. Ah, yeah. Um, and I was like, well, but I could still do it, you know, as long as it's, like, early. Yeah. Um, and I also, I went to bed at, like, 3 a.m., so sorry oh. if I'm, like, delirious. Oh, my gosh. Terrible sleeping okay. habits. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, Clearly. yeah, but, uh, so thank you for doing this early. But, yes, I, like, w- I was like, oh, shoot, I, I'm going to do this, but I also want to do this. So I, I'm very open to doing things at any time yeah. because I'm constantly. Um, you don't sleep. I don't sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to sleep when you're running from your demons, you know? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. That was dramatic. This is the 3 a.m. This is going to make this episode <laughs> yes. really fun. Um, okay. So one of the things, I have not met you in person before, although I did see you at ATX Sketch Fest. I saw you, I can't remember if it was the Friday, Friday night, uh, right before... Um, Loftus. Oh, I should oh, remember her name. Jamie Loftus. Yes, mm. before her her thing, and one of the things that I had I had wanted to watch you perform, but I don't get out as often as I should. Uh, but everybody that brought you up said you are the nicest person. Oh my god! So oh. I'm trying to like reconcile the. My life is full of regret. <laughs> Blame my parents for everything. <laughs> the demons are chasing me. I don't sleep with everyone that I've talked to saying, you're the nicest, sweetest oh. person. Oh, my God. That's so... I'm happy to hear that. I really do try to be nice. Well, you know what? I, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, my good friends would have different things to say. Like, I'm sure, like, the longer you get to know me, you know, the more yeah. you're like, oh, okay. No, not so much. Um, I, I'm, I'm multitasking here. Oh, I'm no worries feeling that it is really warm in here and so i'm changing the oh. thermostat well i because if i'm gonna laugh i'm gonna sweat so okay. <laughs> so and i'm gonna blame you for making me no laugh. and that's and that's fair yeah i did bring a lot of heat in <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> i just said it <laughs> uh, uh okay so did you perform when you were in in school yeah you know i um i always loved performing and um I would perform well I, I auditioned for a lot of things in high school so in middle in middle school I think I guess I don't know I just didn't know what opportunities there were I remember taking an acting class like in fifth grade and just loving it uh. and being really about it um and then after that just like not really knowing where to plug in and then in high school you know they started doing like plays and stuff so sure. mostly musicals and um I remember I auditioned for West Side Story because it was my favorite musical. Like, I saw that when I was, I don't know, super young. And I was just like, oh, this is exactly what I want to do. Like, I wanted to be Anita, you know? I was like, <laughs> mm, yes, sexy, confident, yeah. like a boss. And, um, and I auditioned, and it was so bad. Like, I knew it was going bad as I was doing it. Um, but I, I was, like, delusional. I was like, well, uh-huh. maybe... <laughs> Everyone else will be really bad too, uh-huh. um, but I didn't get in, and it like was so heartbreaking, mm. and I cried, and like, um, and that happened with like nearly every musical I auditioned for <laughs> in high school. 
Well, were you were you training in other ways, or you were just going for it? Um, and... you know, I was like kind of taking like dance classes here and there. Um, like now, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, like you weren't putting in the work. Mm. But at the time, you know, you're just kind of like, no, it's you're natural. Like you're yeah. born with it. They're gonna see my <laughs> yeah, natural yeah, yeah. Exactly. talent. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I really lived by that like fantasy, you know, like Naomi Campbell's story, where like someone just saw her on the street yeah. and was like, you're special, and I was like, say me. Um, <laughs> Uh, not true. <laughs> you gotta look like Naomi Campbell for that to happen, yeah. you know? Uh, so, yeah, I just, um, I don't know, I think, like, that experience really, like, kind of made me scared to, like, pursue performing. Mm. So, you know, I, I had plans to, like, go to New York. So I only applied to New York colleges. I had was definitely gonna go to college. Like, that's just, my family was like, you're going, like, we can do it, so you're gonna go. Yeah. And... I really wanted to go to acting school. Like, that was in my heart of hearts. And I think my dad was, like, very on board. And my mom, like, said she was, but she would always, like, caveat, like, yeah, you should do what you want, but just make sure you have something to fall back on, like, in case. And I was scared because, like, yeah, uh, high school had proved to me, like, mm, maybe you're not good at this. <laughs> so, like, probably have something in your back pocket. Um, and, yeah, I... Did you feel like you had anything that you could rely, like that you could have as your backup plan? So I thought I was gonna pursue psychology, okay. um, which is equally as fantastical as trying to. <laughs> to be honest, like I didn't realize, like I didn't want to get a PhD or anything. Like that was never my dream. Yeah. Like I thought I could like get a psychology degree and just like go do that mm -hmm. no 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 so much school's involved and I was like oh whoopsie daisy <laughs> um uh very stupid I did college so dumb um <laughs> I like didn't do, I didn't know about like I didn't know how important internships were I like worked at a grocery store and then like Starbucks all through college to like have money um got out and everyone's like oh you have no experience oh. and I was like but I just did all this school what are you saying to me um so then yeah I was like complaining to everyone about not having a job and someone a friend of mine was working on a weird reality series for fyi it was like a very i don't know if you know that i've channel. heard of it yeah, yeah. and um, was like why don't you be a pa on this show and i was like great huh. and then after that you just like it's easy to get pa gigs because it's an awful hard yeah. life and hard job <laughs> um so i just like fell into that and then was just missing performing so much. Like, I just hadn't really done it in a while. I was, like, trying to do, like, acting gigs here and there. Uh, let me interrupt because yeah. we missed an element. So you, sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> please. I don't know. Okay, wait. No. Also, I have a really bad habit of just, like, saying sorry. Oh. I do mean it because I genuinely feel sorry for my existence, like, my every breath. But I, I need to stop saying it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know it's annoying. <laughs> it's something I'm and I am on. I am <clears throat> nearly militant at telling people stop saying okay. you're sorry. Well, maybe this is where this, this is where break, I, I might come, break okay, you. Okay, perfect. This I is might. where I've come to the Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll finally get over this. I took one psychology class, maybe two, and I now consider myself with, you know, almost 300 episodes under my belt. I am an armchair psychologist. Yeah. No, it's all No, <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. No, um you you talked about wanting focusing on going to college in New York, and then you, we started talking about what what you were studying and oh, yeah. and what you did when you graduated. But did you end up getting to New York? Oh yeah, yeah. For, I went to college. I went okay. to college in New York. Like was um, thought I was gonna also like audition for things, and like yes, I did here and there. I didn't like really go for it like I didn't try to get an agent I didn't really yeah. you know I I also just like didn't have like, a lot of confidence I'm realizing now I think I thought I did mm -hmm. um but I really was just like I think you know I went I, I the high school I went to too was like um it was Obama's um high school <laughs> so, so like everyone there is amazing right like everyone there is so smart mm. so talented so charismatic so like just like very well-rounded humans like it's very hard to you could like throw a rock and just like uh, everyone is a phenomenal person uh -huh. and they're gonna do great things um and I think I realized that I was just like not one of those mm. people um so I think you know like I just didn't have the confidence which so which made me not have the drive to really just like huh. do what I wanted to do and 
and yeah, I, I just focused on school and was like working and like, you know, finding friends and stuff. And then, yeah, once I started working in, as a PA, I was like, I need to perform. Like my life is so, I'm just like so sad all the time. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I should try like stand up. And I went to a few mics and just watched at first because it's like nerve wracking, you know? Yeah. And then after the third one I watched, I was like, okay, I'm getting on the next one. And I did, and like it actually went okay. I feel like that's most comic stories. Like you're like, oh, okay, wait, no, no I can, I can do this. And you go to the next one, and it was okay. The yeah. third one, I bombed so incredibly hard. Um, and then it was like, oh, did I actually do okay those other times, mm-hmm. or was I just like in like a blur of adrenaline yeah. and like not really like? Or your friends were there. No, in no, some I cases, did not tell right. anyone. Obviously, yeah, I was very yeah. ashamed <laughs> of this. <laughs> I don't think I even told my partner. It's just like secretly going out like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't and, know. And did you know anything much about stand-up? Because you seem to be like musicals and theaters and acting. Did well, you... I loved watching stand-up. Okay. Like I really loved watching stand-up. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think that, I think I never saw myself doing it because it was like, I just thought people were so smart and so clever with the wordplay mm. and I never felt that for myself. Um, but like, I think as I got older and I was watching people like John Early and like Kate Berlant who like have a different, like a more alternative style. I was like, oh, maybe like there is a way I could like do this. There's more of a performative aspect to it that yeah. I'm thinking. Cause like a lot of comics that I grew up watching, you know, like Margaret Cho, um, oh my God, not all the names are escaping me. Maybe I'm <laughs> nervous or it's the 3am, but, uh, I, they just seemed so real and authentic on stage. And like, I was like, oh, there's no way I could ever be that comfortable. Sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know, like seeing, seeing different styles. Oh, and like, I, I started getting really obsessed with like newer comics, like at the time when I started thinking I could, uh, get on stage, like Aparna Nancherla is like a huge, um, like when I first saw her, I was like, oh my God, this girl's incredible. Like she's <laughs> so funny and she's so smart. Um, but it wasn't, it, it seemed like, I was like, I, okay, maybe like I can definitely try to do this. There's like a way to fit in. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like rambling and I don't know where my thoughts are going. Well, so you, you gave stand up a try yes. and then third time you bomb. Yeah. Like, and then it took me so long to get back mm. into it. And it always happens. Like I haven't, I haven't done stand up in a while, to be honest with you. Um, just one, there seems to be more sketch and improv opportunities in my, like, easier. Yeah. Um, so I've been, like, doing more of that. But, but yeah, I, I, I just, like, stuck with it. I would, like, keep taking, like, two, three-week breaks in between every time I bombed. <laughs> I'm, like, very sensitive. Yeah. yeah. I, I, every time I, like, think about comedy and, like, think about the process, I'm, like, your pers- your whole personality is so wrong for this because, like, I am so sensitive and I, I, I care what everyone thinks about me. Yeah. Um, and I'm constantly, like, oh, everyone hates me and I'm awful. Uh, and, and it's like, I mean, in a sense, you're like the perfect personality <laughs> because that's a running theme, especially yeah. new comics. They, yeah. Um, I, I dabbled and I remember cause I wanted the understanding of, you know, what is it like? And I totally understood the, Oh, I don't, I don't fit in. Nobody's, nobody's likes me. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> Your personality, what you've told me so far, fits perfectly. That's true. I guess, no, no, that is, that is totally true. I guess I meant like the, you know, like after something, after like you bomb, some people just can get right back out there yeah. and, like, and I respect you that so much. Your and me, and yeah, recover. I'm like, well, I need to just hide in a hole yeah. for like mm, seven to 12 business days, uh, <laughs> you know. Business recoup. days, yeah. not, not day, just days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you're doing this too in a highly competitive city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did start, yeah, I started in New York and I would say like coming here, uh, it's equally as competitive, if not maybe a little more here now. I mean, I have no, I haven't been, I haven't lived in New York in three years, so I don't know. I'm speaking out of my butthole, but, uh, (laughs) I, yeah, it, it was, but like, I, I realized, um, you know, I, I made it harder for myself because I would go to the mic and then just like do my set and leave and like not talk to anyone. Or I would like stay oh. and watch, 
you know, to be polite. You, you do that, I think, yeah. for you spend an hour or, or longer at the mic because you're yeah. like, I want to be here for the other people. But then I would just leave and not talk to anyone. Mm. So it was like I was isolating myself. Yeah. And I would say just like six months before COVID hit, I really started like talking with people and realizing like, oh, no one's like, no one's trying to shit on me. Everyone's like, hey, that was like good. Or like, um, we should like, you know, go right or like hang out. And I was like, oh, people are like nice. Yeah. Like most people. Obviously, there's yeah, always there's... a person that's not. But uh, I started like building a little bit of a community and like started getting shows here and there. And then my friend and I started a show. And then, yeah, COVID hit. <laughs> and then I moved here. <laughs> Were you doing sketch and improv in New York at all at this point? I took... I took classes at the UCB. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Very expensive. I could not, not keep bad. up. I could not yeah. keep up with it. And I did really like it, but I think, yeah, the it, it's it's so competitive out there for that specifically. Like, And again, I was like, I was like not connecting with people, not trying to like, you know, do work together. Because yeah. I guess, again, I think I still had that mentality of like, well, if I have this thing, people will recognize it and they'll come to me, which is like so such not the way to live your life. <laughs> you, if you want to do something, you have to let people know because yeah. no one can read your mind. Um, so I think, yeah, again, I was like isolating myself in that way. Um, so this is why I say my past is full of regret. I just like think that I tried to do things in such, like on my own, like mm-hmm. an island, and like that's just not how anything works. Yeah. Um, and I am glad I learned it moving here. Like when I started going to mics here and like um taking improv here like I really made a point to just like talk with everyone and be like I want to hang out like let's blah blah um sometimes it worked out sometimes it didn't but I found I found the process and journey a lot more rewarding and more fun since doing that yeah which is like why I do this anyway right we all have fun doing it and I was like torturing myself I don't know why (laughs) before (laughs) so yeah well, it's a lot of stress. You're you're moving away from your home like a long distance and you've you've been knocked down a few times. You know, you didn't get <laughs> Anita no. in West Side Story. No, and it still haunts me to this day. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Do. No, never. Yeah. My I cannot do that. I absolutely can't do that. <laughs> you could do a sketch. I could do a sketch. You could do a, an adaptation. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're in this competitive environment and it's, I would imagine it's literally like you're, you're fighting for your life and there's only so much that your brain and your psychology can, can process. So you were bringing home these, uh, you, you brought with you in your, in your suitcase from Hawaii to New York, the regrets, the, I could, I'm not good enough. I'm, I went to this high school with these incredible people (laughs) and now you're in this like environment that's insane yeah. You're just trying to survive. No wonder you, you, you couldn't really, like, take the time to think, oh, maybe if I tried to have connection with people. Or maybe if I just kept at it instead of, you know, giving myself the seven to ten business days <laughs> to go back. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's completely understandable that, it, that your brain wasn't allowing you to kind of think about ways to connect and be kinder to yourself. Yeah. Hey, man, I feel like that one psychology course you took is really, it's, it's really showing. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I feel lighter. <laughs> I feel, yeah, we've solved it. <laughs> totally. <Yes! not. laughs> Another successful patient. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously the move to Austin, it sounds like the timing was, it was COVID driven. No. Oh. And not at all. Oh, okay. That's the funny, well, not funny. Um, that's, the, I don't even know what to call it. My, um, so my partner is from outside of Dallas. Okay. And for like four, the last four years we were living in New York, he was like, I want to move back to Texas. Oh, this is like a long time partner. a long time coming. Yeah. No, oh yeah. So like I have been since... with him for 12 years now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Wow. He is so much a part of my identity. It's upsetting. Well, maybe I need to sit down with him and say, look, Sid's an angel. You need to help. No, I'm just kidding. No. No. Okay. um, Yeah. uh, He had been saying that for a while, and I fully thought he was kidding. I was like, that is so cute. We live in New York, baby. Um, Texas has that effect. Yeah. It really does, because I I left, and I came back. Came back? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so that's why, like the, 
like before COVID had even like a year before he was like I'm not resigning this lease so like you can come with me or you cannot and I was like oh god um <laughs> I guess I'm coming with you <laughs> um yeah so then we thought we would like have one last year to like live it up in the city and then lockdown happened and so we spent our entire last year basically in our one bedroom apartment together (laughs) Uh, so yeah I think leaving New York it was like hard for me but at the same time um actually no I'm not gonna it was like really hard I just didn't I really didn't want to leave like I think I just got so used to the pace and like I had my friends there and like I said I was just starting to build that comedy community Mm -hmm. so like I was like kind of excited for it and then yeah it just felt like I was leaving so much behind yeah um so the first the first year was really hard of transitioning and and why Austin versus if he was near yeah I think to be honest so he's like from a suburb outside of Dallas and every time we had gone to Dallas proper I was just like I don't, it's not my vibe. It didn't seem like there was it's much weird. culture there. And yet, there's so much culture there. Okay. There's amazing museums. Okay. Theater, uh, um, oh. musical, like performing, like classical music stuff. There's okay. a lot of performance, but it's like hoity-toity stuff. Got you. Got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess I. Yeah, from my from my bits and pieces of it, I yeah. was just like, this doesn't feel. But again, you know, I'm comparing it to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think nothing's gonna live up to that. So like coming here, I was like, yeah, it's definitely smaller, but it's like there seems to be pockets of like cool things happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess this is where I could, if we had to move, this is where I could live. Yeah, and he felt the same way. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, same. Um, yeah. So that was in 21. Then? 20, 2020, right? Cause that's right, when... but you said you spent a year in in the one bedroom apartment. Yeah, so I think it was just, like literally just before, because I think we were like supposed to resign our lease in October. I don't know. Okay. We, we moved around October, so okay. yeah, it, it was just then. truly okay. months before this all happened. Yeah. We were like not resigning. We're just gonna take this last year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you come to the wild, wild west of, because in comparison, New York was like super strict on its lockdown yeah, versus yeah. Texas was like, hey, come on down. Yeah. I will say Austin was like, because I was hearing, you know, on the news that Texas was, but like Austin was not as wild as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like there were still people wearing masks and stuff. Like, yeah, it was way yeah. more relaxed, um, yeah. but not, you know, and not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I didn't yeah. want to say bad, but I did. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> so what did what uh, steps did you take to kind of get your toes back into uh, performing comedy? Yeah, I just like looked up a mic and was like, just go do this. Like you have to you have to do something. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think I I think the first mic I went to was an all woman like it was a queer and all ladies mic huh. which felt like safer i was like this yeah. is a good place to start yeah. you know very supportive generally yes um met some folks there and then i did one at creek in the cave which went awful <laughs> um uh and but yeah but then i just like started meeting people and like going and and then i started doing classes at the hideout and that was really helpful mm-hmm. um then i did classes at cold town so yeah i just had i just had to like go do something yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're still fighting yourself with the, with the, your innate personality type. Yeah, for sure. I think, because I miss doing stand up and like I, I, you know, the satisfaction of like writing something and then like getting it, refining it, and like it, it does well is so it feels so good. Yeah. Um, but I'm finding myself like you know like, oh, improv like it's just like right here like the opportunity is right here like you don't have to like work for it or chase, yeah. chase it and I'm like great um we'll just do that um and I uh I just found like not I'm not having time to like sit down and write or like by the time I'm done with everything I'm like do I want to go to a mic and like possibly like suck hmm. some of my <laughs> energy out um yeah. but I do I do need to get back and do it yeah. I just have to do it but I do I think also like I um, I'm doing like a show at Cold Town um, called Immaterial Girl where like I bring comics on and they have to roll a dice 
and if they roll a certain number, they can do their set. But if they roll other numbers, they have to like use this wheel of prompts that I've made. So I think like I've been getting a little taste of it every now and then that Mm -hmm. I'm not like really pushing myself (laughs) to, to go to mics anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you like improv and sketch more? Do you think that's, that's what's happening? It's possible. Um, but it's like, it's such a different like muscle that Mm -hmm. you're working. Um, so like, yeah, I definitely love it. I don't know if I like it more, but it, it satisfies a different part of my comedy soul. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I feel like I'm like my cup overfloweth in that way, and then like I feel it depleting yeah. um, in the in the stand-up realm, for sure. So when did you start doing sketch? I like started doing it more seriously here, okay? Because I just took a class in in New York and like would like write here and there, but I t- I just started taking it more seriously here, and thanks to Juice Bar. Um, which has been, oh, I love them so much. Like the, it's just such a good crew of folks and everyone's really like, you know, talented and, and really good at writing and just great performers. So it's been, I feel very lucky to be yeah. in this group with them. Um, and it's so like structured. Like it's like, I think that's another thing. Like I think sometimes I just need to put a structure in place because if I don't and it's like too free, yeah. I'm like, well, whatever, like uh, I'll get to it, you know. I love to pr- procrastinate. It's like one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> procrastinate and spiral. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I, uh, I have to ask a pointed question here. Uh, did you have to audition for Juice Bar? Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I was say, see, you got one. I No, I didn't have to. It was, um, yeah, it was like, such I think that's the I think that's another thing here is like I, I, I really do need to like um put myself in, in more difficult situations. Mm. Like for instance auditioning or like trying to, to get yeah, like things like that just because it's been so easy here, right? To to get into into like groups yeah. and stuff. Um so yeah, I did not have I was in an improv class with one of the members and they were like, Do you write? I was like, Yes. <laughs> I was like, come just see if you want to join. It's like great. <laughs> and, and you you do the do you still do the podcast the the catch up? No, you know what? That was such a it's so funny. My friend, so we met working in um, as PAs, and now they are um, a costumer. So it's like a very it's oh. the lifestyle is very busy, and we were doing it like to keep in touch. Um, but I think, you know, it just petered out. Yeah. And I have to be honest, like, same with the Naked Brunch. Um, because I'm doing it all alone. The the editing, like, the filming, the doing it, love it, great. Yeah. Could do it constantly. But the, the editing is so long. And I was just, like, doing it on my own. So I was like, oof. The amount of hours, I'm, like, not sure it's, like, worth it. Yeah. I do want to, like, pick it back up. Because um, I, it's it was fun. And I do, especially, like, the Naked Brunch. Like, I missed that a little, but... Even with that, I was like coming up with the games, like fresh games for every guest. And I, it was just, I was starting to run out of ideas. I think because I did have such a specific premise for mm-hmm. it. I might try to bring it back with like looser vibes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So what was, uh, tell the audience now that we've yes. teased and mentioned Naked Brunch like a million times. <laughs> Naked Brunch. What is the premise so, of Naked Brunch? Naked Brunch. I don't know why that name stuck in my head and I thought it would be fun to like talk with comics or anyone, like just friends of mine, and we would be naked having brunch. But okay, by naked, I truly mean like I am topless, but we're wearing aprons. Uh-huh. And then my guests, I'm just like, whatever you feel comfortable with, like you can do. Yeah. I'm not going to make anyone take their shirt off. But most people feel comfortable doing it. So, um, I, and then I was like, okay, but like what's the what's the idea? Like, what is naked brunch? And I was like, oh, I, I, I want people to like, I want to get down to the naked truth over brunch. Like, uh-huh. that's the concept. But I was like, but what is the naked truth? Like, what does that even mean? And like, I was just thinking about, um, I guess like the naked truth is like who you really are, right? Mm. Like authentically. And I was like, and I bet, and I think most of the time, like you are faking it out in the world. So I was like, okay, I'm, I was just looking up like, what does it mean to be real and authentic? And I was finding all these like dumb pop psychology like things like 10 ways to tell that someone's real or 10 ways to tell that someone's faking it. Yeah. And they're so dumb. Like, 
um, oh, they, they, they lack direction or like they're, um, they're always like saying yes to things. They're flaky. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll use these as like little prompts and games to like trick my guest <laughs> into being a fake person. Uh-huh. So at the end of it, yeah, I judge like if they're fake or not. <laughs> that was the whole thing. But then I, and like, I kind of, I really like like Eric, the Eric Andre show. And I wanted to like add little elements of that. Like uh-huh. not fully, like yeah. I'm not going to not shower for a year to like <laughs> fuck with anyone, but <laughs> or like put like rotting seafood under someone's like yeah. seat. But I do like the yeah the sort of like mess with the person element Mm -hmm. so I tried to like bring a little bit of that in and that's where like the games come in and like where that weird editing comes in yeah 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 (laughs) did you uh so how many episodes were you able to I did 12 and okay okay, I have I I have two more that I did film I just I I was like so burnt out on the Mm. editing and I like put them in my computer in because I also just use iMovie like I am not a professional (laughs) I was such an amateur and I like put the an episode in there and it's so long because like you know it's probably like an hour and something and I'm cutting it down and they're still long for YouTube like I'm just like no one's watching this it's like 15 minutes long um and I just couldn't I was like oh I just simply can't do this right now I have no capacity to try to like yeah mess with it so Sorry to those two guests <laughs> who I filmed it with, and they're just like, where the hell? <laughs> I spent so long with you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> but are they really saying that? I don't know. They probably, they've probably forgotten about it completely. <laughs> I'll release them someday, and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I look different. That was years ago. What happened? <laughs> yeah, truly. Oh, I do need to get back to it, though. Uh, yeah, I think also I was doing it when I, I, um, I was – working part-time hmm. as a behavioral technician with um, kids with autism. So I had more time on my hands. I like got a full-time job uh-huh. and that really, I think that's when I was starting to really burn out on the, cause yeah. I was still trying, but you know, like you, I, I think I use that part of my brain at work all day. So then trying to, to do it after work with the editing was like, not, I get it. The, yeah. the, the vibe. Um, I need to like, I need to just do <laughs> improv and comedy after work to like, you know, massage the yeah. the daily grind out <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I mean you you kind of do have to balance I work with numbers all day so I have Yuck. to do this that's <laughs> my balance talk to creative people <laughs> yeah it's uh what, what do you do uh I'm an actuary actuary right and I know exactly what that is but for <laughs> the listener if you could just <laughs> for slay. the listeners out there who don't so you know. slay. Smoothest tactic I've ever heard. I am very smart. I went to Obama's high school, so I definitely know what an actuary is. Um, I'm intelligent, so but not to say that the listeners are not intelligent. Listener, don't. That's not what I meant at all. I'm isolating the audience now. That's not what I meant. No, I don't know what it is. What is it? The the shorthand is actuaries price risk. So. To put it in real terms, you ha- there's an actuary behind how much insurance you pay for your car, for your house, for your rental. They figure out what's the oh. probability oh. that somebody's going to have a car accident based on what we know about them. You know, it's a male under 25 high risk, oh. so their rates are going to be higher. So it's kind oh, of that. Oh, my goodness. But I work with pension plans. Everybody's favorite, especially in the comedy community, is retirement planning. <laughs> yeah. They are so focused so, on their 401k. Oh, their 401k. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> so that's me. Oh, that sounds yeah. very exciting. Very. Yeah. 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 Uh, how? Well, I do need to know though. How are you deciding the risk for for like for pension plans? Like, what's the? Well, there's studies that develop for mortality tables, so the probability of dying, and so you calculate that to determine. Somebody who earns a hundred dollars when oh. or who's going to get paid a hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. for their retirement, based on probabilities of death and sometimes other factors, how much does that cost today? That is wild. <laughs> That's so interesting. I oh I don't want to I don't want to get dark and weird, but like because I, I work in um I work for a social impact company right now and um you know we work we work um. We work with ARP sometimes, and um, 
I don't know if I can say that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> maybe you could. I don't, maybe you should leave it. But you know, and they, and they're focused on like aging and like mm-hmm. um, and equity around aging because you know there's so many there's so many factors that like a certain group of people, mainly like white males, mm-hmm. well, rich white males, um, live just like much longer than most people, um, just due to like like access to yeah. better access to healthcare, like. Yeah. Um, you know, the, and like, there's also studies that like, um, racism, like, like experiencing racism actually does like lower your quality of health, mm-hmm. um, and is linked to like higher risk of heart disease and stuff like that. So it, it's like interesting to hear that. Cause you're looking at these numbers and these numbers yeah. are like based on so many structural inequities right. that people can't overcome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, anyway, yeah. that was not fun. It was not a fun conversation, and I brought the mood down, and I no, apologize. <laughs> no apologies my, on my podcast. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. that's right, sorry. All right, well, let's take this intermission, and we will, uh, so we're going to play the Where Should We Begin game. We're gonna, we've got uh, two cards, and okay. Sid, you're going to pick the one that you want read to you. Okay. And just point to the one um, you want read to you. This one. <laughs> that one. Okay. All right. So you're going to read that one to me, and I'll answer it, and then oh. I'll read this one to you, and you'll answer it. Oh, these are like, this is kind of deep. Okay. If I could see into the future, I would want to know. Oh, I would want to know that my son is, is happy, family, oh. just continuing his obsession with Transformers and Legos. That's all I need. Oh, that's all I need. That's amazing. How old is your son right now? <laughs> he's seventeen. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What is is he like? So he's into Transformers, like yeah. the the movies, or just like the actual the actual oh, okay, the, okay. the figures as well as as the movies. He he can break down the characters and their history and their lore and like yeah, amazing. it's it's crazy, amazing encyclopedic knowledge. And so he wants to be an engineer, and he actually <gasps> wants to design toys. Oh. Oh, amazing. Well, yeah. good for him. Yeah. I, that's It's going to happen. It's definitely yeah. going to happen. I think so. Yeah. He's very, very driven and oh. motivated. That's great. Yeah. Well, good job to you, Thank Mom. Thank you. <laughs> and he'll blame you for all his successes. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. None of the failures. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ooh, this one's going to be fun. Um, I'm just like, this paint still on my... Okay. Uh, all right, Sid. <clears throat> You have to answer. If I was going to get fired tomorrow, oh. it would be for... Oh, yeah. Just being terrible at my job. <laughs> I'm awful at it. I'm so bad at it. Every day, I'm surprised I haven't been fired. Every day, I'm like, today is the day. They're going to find out I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. I sit here every day and I panic. <laughs> and I wait till the last minute to do things. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Just, just general not, do, not keeping up yeah. with, the, with the pace. <laughs> Do you ever worry that this like and and I'm I since you and I have now had this deep conversation for 43 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Uh do you ever think that like the self-deprecating and this like <laughs> is it is it actual reality or yeah. is it just so ingrained in your personality that you can't not knock yourself down? Yeah, I think that's a great question and it's probably a little of both. I don't want to like, I don't want to, I think I'm like very reticent to like say that I'm good at anything because I think you can always get better at something. And I recognize that at my job, I have no motivation to get better at Mm, it Um, because I, you know, like I have, I have so much motivation to get better at improv, to get better at sketch, to get better at stand up, to be a better actor. Like I, because I I love doing that and I am interested Mm -hmm. in seeing myself grow in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm like great at anything. But yeah, I, I also, I do think it's so ingrained. Like I think that, um, and maybe it's like a safety mechanism of like, well, you, you, you're not that good at it. So you, you tried. So good job. Like that, you did the best you could, yeah. you know, as yeah. to not like, so that I can delude myself to keep doing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have, I do have to say that there is, and I've had conversations with comics who say, I make sure that I... I work a very mindless task oriented job yeah. because I'm saving my brain for the performance side. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that as a strategy Yeah, to, to do that. Yeah. I need to, I definitely need to work a more mindless job, um, <laughs> but, but this job, I think like it, it's, it's just so flexible Yeah, and I get to work from home. So like if I, 
if I book something, you know, I can like just sneak away yeah. or like, you know, if I'm, if I do suddenly come up with like something I can, I need to write down, I can just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely takes up so much of my brain space. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you knock yourself down on, on the, the improv and sketch and, and the other stuff as much, do you think? Um, a little, I think not like not improv because like but I think it's the nature of improv and how it's taught to you right of like there are no wrong answers it's just like I mean I am hard on myself like I'm sure like I work with um my friend Lewis we have a duo troupe called Lucid (laughs) but I can be hard on the performances and like we always debrief and we're like okay here's what we could have done better blah 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 but I find that it's more productive. It's not so much putting down. It's more like, mm. here are the places that we can improve. And it's not just like, oh, I suck. Yeah. Um, whereas, I mean, I've started to grow out of that in my in my comedy pursuits. I really used to like shit on myself for yeah. everything. Now I just shit on myself about like other things. Not as much the comedy. It's just like, oh, here's where I want to improve. And, and I think here's the steps to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, gross. That's very good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep doing that. Yes. Keep, keep growing. Keep not trashing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, do you do you not ever? I guess I I guess I assume that everyone is just like me, um, mm. and then I'm realizing like, no, 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 like no one like thinks that they're bad like no one spirals no one like I don't know has dark thoughts all day long I guess do you not like feel that way about any parts of your life or like have anxieties that like you're not Um, as good at things as you think (laughs) so my my defense mechanism because I think I would is staying non-stop busy yeah so that I don't have to think about you know I'm failing at this I'm failing at that because I'm a perfectionist. I'm a numbers person. So my right. analytical brain is always breaking things down. How could it have been better? Mm-hmm. You know, I, this shouldn't have happened. Uh, so I'm, I'm very analytical about things. But the way that I kind of protect myself from destroying myself is by staying super busy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess rather than go to therapy, <laughs> I just overbook myself. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel the same way. I think that I, that's why I'm like always doing things. That's why you don't sleep. Because you, you're sleep. always doing things. Yeah. Although I also do go to therapy. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just a mess. You could just podcast here and I would just, you know. Yeah, I, 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 have, made, I have made some great strides today with you. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm trying this new little, well, now it's not so new, but I've done it a handful of times where I'm going to ask you to tell me something about your current favorite joke. And oh. since you're not doing a ton of stand-up, <laughs> it could be just your current favorite something, something in comedy. Yeah. But you can't tell me anything about the actual, you can't like say words from the joke. Sure. What I want you to tell me is why is it your favorite right now? Yeah. What is it that brings you joy about it? Um, well, I, I can't, I can't, it is a joke that I, so, and it's, it's not necessarily new, but it was new when I was like actively, more actively yeah. um, doing comedy. But it just, so it took me so long to find this therapist. Like I, I saw several therapists and it would be, sometimes it would be wild. Like there was a woman and I really wanted to see her because um, she seemed great. Uh, but like, I just started realizing that her life was very difficult and I would feel like, oh, I need to check in with her. Mm. Like I would hear her kids like running around in the background and then she'd be like, I just came from my second job where I work with kids all day. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like one time she answered like while she was driving and she was like, so sorry. I'm just like almost home from my, my job. I was like, I can't, I feel so bad for her. And then another person was like more of a, a coach which I just like did not need at the time. And she was like, how do we manifest? Like, blah, blah. And I was yeah. like, oh, I can't. Yeah. This is not what I need. Like, absolutely can't not. can't imagine that works with your personality. No. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, there's, so- yeah, I was like, there are systems in place. No. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, I was just like going through all these things. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, I got so lucky with my partner. I met him 
um, at the Japanese grocery store I was working at. He came in. I thought he was cute. I hit on him very hard, very <laughs> awkwardly. I was just following him around the store. Um, he like left, but then he came back and gave me his number. And like I've just been with him ever since. So I never had to like date like that. Like oh. I never had to do the online thing. I never had to like. And this felt like that a little, except I had oh. to pay. Um, so it was like <laughs> double awful. <laughs> I was like, this is like dating sucks. Um, oh. you like spend an hour with or longer with this person and then it just like goes nowhere. Um, so like I was working on like, I won't say the joke, but I was working on stuff around that. Uh-huh. And that had been fun. Like coming up with like more tags and, and just like fleshing that out. I was enjoying it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. What are you working on that, uh, that you'd want us to know about? Um, yeah, juice, I, I think come see juice bar. Like it's a really good time. Even when the audience is small, I think people enjoy, um, and also lucid, uh, please come see lucid when we're playing. Cause, um, yeah, I, I really respect Lewis as a performer. I think he's so like good. He's such a good listener and really good at like, uh, just like, yes. ending like adding to the scene. Uh-huh. So those two things, I would say, like, please come see us. It's very fun. Yeah. And where can we see Lucid? Because it's not an explicit show. It's true. It's, it's a team. It's a team thing. Yeah. yeah. Actually, so if you follow me on Instagram uh-huh. at Sid B. Goen, so S-Y-D-B-E-G-O-I-N. <laughs> this feels awful. I hate this. This is, I want to vomit. Um, <laughs> uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I post, um, most of the time, I'll post our shows. Okay. And Juice Bar. If you just follow Juice Bar ATX, or if, yeah, look, look up Juice Bar ATX, I think. Um, follow us there. Um, the group's very good at posting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're always at Fallout. Okay. So we're the, some Tuesday of the month. I think the second Tuesday of every month. Fourth Tuesday. Fourth, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. I'm no, gonna, no, I'm apologizing. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. I'm going to get kicked out of Juice Bar, and that's fine, and I should be. I'm, a, I'm the worst member. I am, the, I am so bad at... Uh... Why are you the worst member? Well, I just, you know, we have a nice Discord that everyone is very uh-huh. active on. I never know when things are happening. I'm, I always text one of, my, one of the people. I'm just like, hey, so like, where's rehearsal today? And like, what's going on today? And everyone's like, Sid, we have a whole Discord. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, but yes. <laughs> okay, so you you are still living in dark ages, it sounds like. Yeah, in some ways. In like, some like I said, I'm growing in the comedy <laughs> realm where I can be like, okay, don't shit on yourself, just this, here's how you can grow. Yeah. And then in all other aspects of my life, it's still just, you're a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just... No! <laughs> I don't yeah. think I can make that a title. <laughs> so a pile. She's not a pile of shit. <laughs> Uh, but in a way, it's so fitting. <laughs> okay, so now I actually want to circle back to the very beginning of our conversation. I love a circle back. Yes, because I started by saying I've not, I've not met you. I, I did get to see you perform at Sketchfest, but everybody that talked about you said you were like just really sweet, really kind. So now that I really feel like I know your personality... Now tell me the truth. How how did that feel hearing that? It, it it always feels really good. I think, and then part of me is like, it's a I'm a fraud. Um, <laughs> you, you, but I I think I'm just like hard on myself, you know, because I would love to be nice a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And I know that I'm not. Like I know that you know I'm very sensitive. So sometimes if I feel like someone's done something, um, to hurt me or to hurt someone I know, mm-hmm. I'll I won't be. It's not that I'll be mean. I just yeah. like won't be as like warm because I, yeah. I like to be warm with people. And I think I'm, I think I too quickly am warm with people sometimes. Like I'm mm. very trusting and it's like, but, it, but I'm also quick to, that trust can be broken quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I hate that. I like, I would, I want everyone that I meet to feel that I genuinely connected with them and I'm, I'm seeing them. Like that's really what I want. Yeah. And I just know that doesn't happen all the time. Um, so I think that's why I'm just like, you know, because I can be rude to like, especially my partner, my family, um, my really good friends who I know won't leave me. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can be very mm, <laughs> short. 
and I don't, I don't love that. Well, that's how I am. Yeah. So I relate 100% to that. I try to be very, very nice to the outside world. I try to be nice. Like I, this is an intergenerational home, so I have to take care of my mom. I've got to take care of my son. Oh, wow. And, oh um, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah. uh, They bear the brunt. You. (laughs) So I get it. Yeah. But you're doing so much. Caretaking is such a, it's so hard. Yeah. It's such, and you're, and you're doing uh, you're taking care of your kid and your mom. That's just like such a yeah. sorry. Also, because yeah. we are working on like a um, a child care project at work and uh-huh. just how difficult it is for parents. And like we we're not even focusing on that um, elder care like aspect right. of it, which so many people are doing both. And people have had to like quit their jobs and yeah. like they can't afford to like live their lives anymore. It's like I'm yeah. very impressed and <laughs> I hope that you I hope that you are also taking care of yourself <laughs> I try yeah uh, not as much as I should need need to but my son got his driver's license this past <sighs> week so okay. I think that's gonna change okay things a good. lot good but back to you Sid <laughs> so I totally understand and, and relate the you know you sometimes you're you're snappy and short with the people that are closest to you because yeah. they've seen you at your best and worst and so you know yeah. As long as it balances out and you're nice other times, then yeah. it's okay. Okay. Well, thank, I thank you. And again, thank you for this therapy session. Um, I feel like I know exactly the steps I need to take now. Yes. And I'm not even going to charge like, you know, 200 whatever well, bucks. Yes. For Let it. me know That's what my copay is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have... Atna, do you take that? Uh, no. Oh. You're no. going to have to file on your own. No, no, no therapist is in network. No good therapist no. is in network, yeah, as I've that's learned. True. Yes, this is why I, I don't, because it's just such a mess. It's so expensive. Inexpensive, yeah. Oh, I look at my, I look at my like bills every month, and I'm just like, really, that much, and I'm still here, yeah. <laughs> still a mess. <laughs> no. Well, before we wrap up, Sid, is there anything that we, uh, that you haven't talked about that you'd like people to know? Um. No, it was so, thank you so much for the research that you did. That's so nice of you. Um, and just thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, the um, opportunity. Yeah. Uh, this has been really fun. Um, you're an extremely engaging host. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. I just really appreciate the, the time. Oh, I'm blushing. That was very nice. <laughs> so Sid, I have a closing question. Hit me one word to describe your future oh god my future oh i see because you asked one word to describe my past okay Mm -hmm. future um i think my future is gosh and it's like now just every word that i've ever known is no longer available to me (laughs) The pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Always happens. Yeah. I think my future could be described as um, orange, um, which is, which I mean, um, I think it's a lot of things. Because when you say orange, you could mean a fruit, you could mean a color. <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't rhyme with anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in that way, it is uh, unique to uh-huh. itself. And yeah, I hope that, <laughs> that, my, I hope that my future holds a lot of um, surprising and unique things like an orange where some it could be many things oh lord that was the worst but i think that that suffices <laughs> and and just like what what i've 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 been telling you with you know people that i that i talk to about you they say you're really nice you know an orange is also can also be sliced up Hopefully, never in a literal way, uh, but sliced up and shared with friends. Oh, you're <laughs> you're right. You like right. that? You like I, lo- that? You know, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, yes, <laughs> so beautiful. 
In fact, an orange comes sliced up to be shared, right? Because you open it and it's already in little slices. Yes. So, oh my so yeah. So profound. <laughs> All right. Well, that is a wrap on uh, Comedy Wham pre- present. Oh, <laughs> I'm verklempt. See, this is how I deal with compliments is I just like, just what? Become what just happened? A puddle, yeah. <laughs> That's a wrap on Comedy Wham presents Sid going. Sid going. Sid going. You, Sid you, be- you had it. Okay. It just it was, flowed yeah. out a little. See, <laughs> I can't handle compliments. Okay. <laughs> Sid, tell us where we can find you on social media and those projects that you've got. Yes. So that's, again, my Instagram is Sid B. Goen, S-Y-D-B-E-G-O-I-N. Um, I'm mostly active on there. I, I also have a YouTube channel, but you can find that in my link tree on Instagram. And yeah, please come see Juice Bar. Um, we're at the fallout the fourth Tuesday of every month. <laughs> and um, Lucid, uh, with my friend Lewis and I, I post our shows um, whenever they happen randomly on my Instagram. <laughs> Very good. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Sid, and just this is how I always close, so sit with it. We hope you've enjoyed learning about how Sid got to be the comedic genius that you heard today just as much as I have. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Do you have a a bucket? (laughs) I'm going to be ill. (laughs) This has been Comedy Wham presents Sid going. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you so much, Sid. Thank you so much, Valerie. (laughs)